Welcome to The Catch. A place where people can share their stories of how they were caught to be set free. Where each story points to the big story. The message of the cross. Hey everybody, welcome to The Catch. My name's Cheryl. My name is Ryan and from Lilburn, Georgia, we have Nick Guest. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Yes, I know we don't know each other personally, but I know you and Ryan have a similar connection with Valdosta State. So yeah, go Blazers! Hey, <laughs> go Blazers, man! Go Those Blazers! Are some great days. I love Valdosta State. Yeah, I know you're not there right now. You're currently at Parkview know. High School as the athletic director there. How how you loving that? Oh man, it's a it's a great job. I mean, I uh, I get to really join a couple of the passions that I have in life uh, uh, with working with young people and sports. Um, and so it's two, two things that I've always enjoyed uh, doing and I get to kind of put them together. And uh, so I really, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate and blessed. I, I love my job. I love what I do every day. Uh, I can't believe they pay me to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. One of the reasons um, we have you on today is to kind of get the backstory of how you grew up and just your walk with Christ. Were you always a Jesus follower or how did that begin? Yeah. So, uh, no, I wasn't. Um, but it's, it's, you know, my, I always preface this and I probably shouldn't, but it, I, I don't have like a, a super exciting story or testimony, but I, I do think it's powerful. And I, yes. I actually, um, I, I grew up in the church. I mean, my mom took me and my two brothers to church. We went every single Sunday uh, without fail for as long as I can remember. Um, so I, you know, I grew up in the church, but, and, and I want to be clear on this. I, I um, have no issues or nothing against the Catholic Church. I don't want to be negative towards the mm -hmm. Catholic Church at all, but I grew up Catholic. And um, so even though I was in the church, it was uh, for me at that time, it was a lot more of, of a religion. It was completely a religion uh, and really no relationship. So um, I, I could tell you all the all the Bible stories. I knew them. I went to church every Sunday religiously, uh, but wasn't really getting anything out of it. And there was definitely no relationship. I just went because I knew I was supposed to. Well, that, I feel like that testimony is a powerful testimony. I think there's other churches as well that sometimes people can get into this. I guess it's just yeah. like a going routine. Going through all the, and, just going through the motions, yeah. And not really forming that relationship with Jesus. So what age were you when you kind of developed that relationship? So I did not uh, really have a personal relationship with Jesus until, uh, actually until after I graduated from college, uh, and actually until after I graduated with a master's degree two years later, and then my first year as a, you know, as a professional working, um, I actually uh, got a job at Clinch County High School, which is really close to Valdosta. It's about 45 minutes in Homerville, Georgia. Uh, mm -hmm. Super, super small town, super small school. Never, ever, ever envisioned myself being uh, at a place like that. And, and I 100% believe that that was what the Lord had in, had in mind for me. There was one reason that I went to that town and I lived there for one year. Uh, and, and that's where I um that's where I, where I met Jesus and where I started to, to build that relationship. So, um, do you, I mean, should I just go ahead and tell you the, the story there? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so it's really cool. I, I, again, I think so. Um, my background is basketball. I played basketball my whole life and always wanted to be a basketball coach. And so after I left Valdosta state, my first job was again, to be the head basketball coach, head boys, basketball coach, and a PE teacher at Clinch County high school. And I had never even, it was 45 minutes from Valdosta. I'd never even heard of it before, uh, but just was really blessed to get that job. And I was super excited. When I got there, it's a super small school. There was, uh, we had 400 kids total in the whole school from eighth wow. grade, eighth, eighth, eighth grade to, high, to senior. Um, mm. And so I had my basketball team, but when you're at a small school like that, and it was a really powerful football school, 
We, um, every single, I had 13 kids on the basketball team. All 13 of them played football. Uh, and so there was no preseason. There was no, cause they were playing football. So I didn't really have yeah. my whole life. I've been a part of a basketball team and we always were doing something with the team. Uh, and so I didn't have that. So I thought, you know, being young and kind of excited and wanting to do it. I just, I started going to football practice every day just so I could hang around those kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I would be at football and I love watching football, but I don't know anything about coaching it. Um, so I would literally just be there just trying to build relationships with the kids standing on the sidelines and just so they'd come talk to me. And, mm -hmm. But, you know, everyone's doing their thing. They're practicing. The coaches are coaching. And I was just standing there. Um, and there was one other person who was always just standing there, not coaching or kind of doing anything else. So he and I obviously gravitated towards one another. Uh, his name was Ed Falgett, and he was mm -hmm. the team team chaplain and also the the, the local pastor at, at the only Baptist church there in town. Um, and so he and I just built a great friendship. Uh, we started hanging out and he asked me several times, Nick, what, what do you want to do this Sunday? And, uh, you know, why don't you come visit our church? And I, every single time I told him, uh, you know, Ed, thank you so much. I'm Catholic. I go to, you know, St. John Newman. I can't remember the name of the church, but, you know, we go, I go to this church, uh, you know, I drive back to Valdosta every Sunday and I go there. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. And, um, and you know, he was always really cool about it. But, uh, you know, as, as that season went on, you know, every, every Friday night we'd be at a football game and he'd invite me on, on to come mm -hmm. on Sunday. And so finally, um, I just, you know, I said, OK, I'll come, you know, I'll come. Don't see Don't ask me anymore. Uh, and I so I went that Sunday and it was my first time ever in a Baptist church. Uh, and again, from, from a kid who grew up in the Catholic church, went to Catholic school from fourth grade to 12th to 12th grade. You know, I was used to stand up, kneel down here, say this prayer here, do this here. Uh, here's the homily where the priest does this and says this. Um, and, uh, and it was a completely different experience. It was just, he, he just, you know, where there was the worship at the beginning and then he got up and he, and he gave his sermon. And, you know, again, I, I told you, I went to Catholic church my whole life and I would just be sitting there looking at my watch. Well, you know, it, it was always an hour. It was always an hour. And I knew if that priest went over an hour, I was like, what's going on here? And, was time to go. <laughs> and so, and so Ed started giving that sermon and I was just, my mouth was open. I was like, this is awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I love this. And I guarantee that. I mean, it, it was, it was longer than an hour and a half that day. And I, it seemed like I was there for 10 minutes. It flew by. And um, so afterwards, I was like, wow, like I've never seen anything like this. And I, I, I loved it. And so um, I said, man, I really want to come back. Can I come back? And he said, yeah, come back next week. Um, so I did that. And then so as I started visiting that church, he just, you know, our, our conversations during football practice and we were standing there. Um, they just kind of kept on going and he was asking me about knowing Jesus. And I said, oh yeah, I, I know Jesus. I can tell you this story and this story and this story. Uh, but what I kind of learned was that, um, try to think of the, the best way to describe it is that it was like, if you asked me if I knew the president or like a famous athlete, like, yeah, I know who that is. And I can tell you what they do and what team mm -hmm. they play for, but I don't have a relationship with that. I, I don't know Michael Jordan. I can't pick up the phone and call him. We don't talk. Um, mm -hmm. So when I would tell him about Jesus, I'd say, well, yeah, Jesus did this and he did this and I believe this. Um, but again, there was no relationship there. And so he started to help me to, to see that. Um, and again, just uh, from going to his, uh, his church, went for maybe about two months. Uh, and then it was so strange because it was, again, it was a really small church in a really small town, country town. And uh, about two months into it, I said, man, I, at, at the end of the service, I was like, I just, it was, something was just stirred inside of me. And so as, as we were leaving, I said, Ed, man, I need to talk to you. Can we talk? And he said, yeah, come on, let's go back to my office. Let's talk. 
And I just kind of opened up. I said, Ed, I, I don't think I, I don't, I always thought I did, but I, I don't know Jesus. Um, mm. I don't have a relationship with him and, and I want one. I want that to change. I, I want things in my life to start changing. I don't want to just have a religion anymore. Mm. And, uh, and man, so, uh, right there in his office, he said, Nick, you know, do you want, do you, I mean, if you want to do that, we can do that. And he said, yeah. And so anyway, we, we prayed right there in his office on the floor, uh, just, you know, pray to, um, have Christ come into my life. And, uh, man, I'll never forget it. <laughs> just me and him in that <laughs> office, uh, saying that prayer. And I was shaking. I was so nervous. Oh. Um, it was, it was, it was really awesome. So we did that. Um, and then I'm, I'm telling you all, this is, this is how I know this was a God thing, but very, very shortly after that, um, the guy, Jim Yarbrough, the coach that I played for in college, um, he called me and he had gotten a division one coaching job in Louisiana. And he said, Nick, I want you to come with me and be on my coaching staff. And uh, so, I mean, right at that point, right. Accepted Christ is like, all right, you went to Homerville. Now you know me. Now it's time to go to the next step. And so, <laughs> um, and so I did. I, I took that job and I left with him. Um, and it literally happened so fast that I never even had a chance to get baptized. So w- once I got settled into Louisiana, um, I lived there for two weeks. And uh, my head coach called me and said, Nick, uh, uh, there's a storm coming. Uh, we got to evacuate, pack your stuff, go wherever you want to go. And then, you know, we'll, we'll come back once the storm passes. Well, that was Hurricane Katrina. And, oh, and man. I, yeah, Southeastern was, we were right there in New Orleans. So, um, so anyway, I just literally threw some clothes in a bag and drove back to Valdosta and ended up being, we, we couldn't come back for a month and a half. So during that time I called Ed and said, man, I want to get baptized. And so I was able to go back to that church, uh, as a grown man and, uh, got baptized right there in church. And, uh, and again, never forget that it was an awesome experience. So, and then. And then Ed ended up being the guy that I, when my wife Tracy and I got married, he uh, we asked him to be the to be the um, the guy that married us. So that's cool. Oh, man, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and man. just how everything was just lined up and God had it planned and to put Ed in your life and goodness, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Ed was definitely a blessing for you. Uh, you know, God sent you to Homerville. Just you know, it was like out of everything. You know, you're thinking you're going for coaching. Uh, experience and getting to that next level. But uh, I'm pretty sure the most, you know, the biggest thing happened from that experience was you getting that relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, man, that's amazing, yeah. man. And it is yeah. a testimony because I think even, you know, Jesus followers today, I think sometimes we get into the routine of just like knowing all these facts and yeah. reading the Bible for facts and not really reading the Bible for that relationship and for allowing God to really speak to us. And yeah. so, yeah, thank you for sharing and being real that even as a grown man and you had grown up in church your whole life that just being willing to share that. Cause I think a lot of people do experience right. those same emotions. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, and, I, and I'm thankful. I, you know, I mean, again, I had a really normal life growing up. I, I don't have a story where I was addicted to drugs or I was hit rock bottom. Um, I had, had a great life, but I just, and I thought everything was going on, you know, the way it was supposed to, but again, I just, um, didn't really re- even realize that um, how important that relationship was and how much that would change my life. And e- even like with the Bible, like, again, I knew those Bible stories because I went to Catholic school and they taught, I had a religion class. They taught us that mm-hmm. stuff, but I didn't open my Bible, you know, during the week. I didn't read, read the Bible. I didn't have a quiet time. I didn't study. I didn't, you know, I would pray, but when I prayed, it would be, you know, prayers that were already written out. Like, yeah. you know, I wasn't right. just, ta- I wasn't talking to, to, to Jesus, talking to God. And um. So, yeah, I'm just I'm so thankful that, that you know, God got my attention that way. And again, I, I, I fully believe that he, he took he sent me to Homerville for that one purpose. 
Uh, and again, now I'll say this too. I did meet some great people in Homerville. I wouldn't trade that for anything. Uh, it was a great time there. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I learned a lot. Um, but for sure, like you said, Ryan, the, the, the greatest thing that came out of that was my relationship with Jesus. And, um, and then it's obviously just, just grown from there. Yeah, because uh, um, I remember actually going through Homerville <laughs> all the time because Cheryl used to go to Georgia Southern. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for Valdosta to get to Statesboro, you would go through Homerville. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, I definitely know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a small town, but it's, you know, it's it's nice. I'm, you know, I'm sure it's packed full of great people. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, you know, again, I went to be the basketball coach, but I um uh, like I said, all the kids played football and that season, our football team won the state championship. And so, uh, which was really cool. I remember being on the sidelines for that with those guys. And, um, but you know, so that meant that, um, I actually had to forfeit my first uh, five games as a, as a basketball coach. because I didn't play didn't no players. <laughs> It was crazy. It was such a strange experience, but again, that just why, that's why I know for sure that, you know, that's why I was there. So after you got baptized, uh, how was life like, um, I guess, transitioning uh, for you? How was that? Yeah. So um, like I said, I was in Louisiana at, um, at that time, um, coaching basketball, Division One basketball, which was my dream. Um, and I was still single at the time, although I was dating my future wife and she was back in Valdosta still playing basketball. She played on the women's team. Um, so again, crazy story. But uh, after two years in Louisiana, um, the, the head coach at Valdosta State gave me a call and said, Nick, we want you to come back home. I want you to be my assistant. Um, and I was really, you know, my wife, my future wife, we were, she was my fiance at that point was living in Valdosta. Uh, we were doing it long distance. So I said, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I accepted that job, um, to go back to Valdosta. Well, it's just crazy. But in, in, in the meantime of all that happening, my wife or my fiance had, was getting ready to come out and she had gotten a job in Louisiana. Um, and so, so I moved back to, I moved back to Valdosta to start being a, a basketball coach there. And she had moved to the, cause she, she decided since she accepted that job, she was going to honor it for, so for six months. So she moved back to Louisiana. And so we were long distance in opposite places again, wow. oh, uh, which, which was crazy. But, um, so I really felt like there was a little bit of a dry spell where I was just working and, and I had kind of gotten past the, I guess the honeymoon phase of, um, you know, my relationship with, with the Lord. Um, and then she finally came back to Valdosta and we joined a church called Cross Point Church. Uh, David Rogers was the pastor. And that, uh, I think, was a point in my life where my faith just went to a ne the next level. Um, I loved the church. I loved David and what he did. And he and I got to know each other again. And I think he saw something in me because he started to offer me opportunities uh, for, for leadership um, so we, we started, we called them life groups, just a, you know, a small mm -hmm. group. And, and I, and I led a life group with, um, there were four other young married couples, just like ourselves. And that life group grew and grew. And then, you know, when they grew to a certain point the, the, the goal was to split. And so we would split and that, that life group split off multiple times. Mm -hmm. and the growth there was so cool. And, and I got excited about that. And, and, you know, David uh, asked me to join a, a men's leadership team at the church. Um, and I did that. So my, at, at that was a point where I think my faith really started to uh, go beyond just that relationship with Jesus, where I started saying, OK, I, you know, I have this now, but now I want to start sharing it with others, mm -hmm. um, which is obviously, uh, you know, the, the what we're called to do. So that was the kind of point where my faith went from just, a, you know, me and Jesus thing to, yes, obviously, we still have that relationship, but I wanted to share it with others. And, and uh, that became a really important part of my life. And I like how you said dry spell. I feel like a lot of us get into that dry spell. But one of the things that you mentioned was the life group. 
I think it's so important for all people to be connected, whether it's a life group, small group, whatever you call it at a church. Yeah. It's just being surrounded by other people that are going to uplift you and hold you to high expectations and disciple you really, you know, to get that discipleship and then to build you up so we are able to go out there and spread the good news. Yeah, because yeah. the, the church is so many people that are there. But when you break it on down and, and get it to a concentrated group, you know, and that's like you said, life groups, because you do life together. Small groups, you know, I can't like emphasize how important it is enough um, to join a small group if you can, um, just to be around other people that y'all are going through life together. You're going through different trials and and just learning and, you know, and hold each other accountable also um, is a big thing. And, um, you know, life is more like teams. Like you go through it with your with your team. You go through with your squad. Hey, we got next. We going through it. We're going to do this together until we're all called home. So um, I love that analogy. And like, again, I'm a sports guy. I've, I've been a part of a team my entire life. And and that life group was, was our team. And, uh, you know, the, when once we did leave Valdosta and we moved up here to, to Loburn, the hardest part of that decision was leaving our church and our life group. Uh, I think if it wasn't for that, we'd have been out of there and, and it would have been no problem. But um, man, we love those people. We love doing life with that, with that, with, with our church and specifically with our life group. And, um, and those, those are obviously still really close friends of ours, but we don't get to see them every day. Like we mm -hmm. used to. And, right. Um, yeah. But there, there's no question. You know, you always hear, you're going to be like the people that you surround yourself with. Uh, you know, you just start acting and doing things like, and, and so surrounding yourself with like-minded people who, who, um, who, who want to do the things that you want to do and aren't trying to pull you away. Um, man, there's so much to be said for that. I like in the Bible, how they were saying iron sharpens iron. It's, it's good to keep you sharp man. and, and having somebody else like in life groups, uh, or a small group definitely keeps you sharp. And, um, you know, some days you'd be like, man, I don't feel like going, <laughs> you know, like you're like, man, I, you know, but then you get there and you're like, man, I, you know, I can't believe I would have missed it, you know, just, uh, just being with others. So. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. We, we always met on Wednesday nights and I, I can't tell you how many Wednesdays you get home from work and we always hosted at our house and you just be so tired of like, oh, you know, here we go. And then every, without fail, like you said, Ryan, once it was over and everybody left, we're like, I'm so happy that we, that, you know, it just it just rejuvenates you. And no matter how tired you were, just being around those 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 like minded people and, and having that time of study, it was just um, yeah, it was awesome. So how do you feel like I know that you started becoming a leader in the church and you were helping with the life group gathering at your house and everything. Now that you have the role as an athletic director, how do you feel like you're using that ministry to spread the word? Yeah, so I, I remember when I was just getting ready to leave Valdosta um, and, I, and I, I worked, you know, I played there for four years and then I worked there for six um, actually eight. But anyway, right, right there in my last couple of years, the, it was the year our kids were born. Um, and I started to get invitations to share my faith uh, or to speak about my faith uh, in large groups. And I was really, really nervous about it. Um, but I remember um, the custodian who worked in the gym, which was where my office was, I was studying for it. And she came to me and, and she said, what are you, what, what's wrong, Nick? You're not yourself. And I was like, oh, I'm just so, her name was Rose. I was like, Rose, I'm so nervous. I'm studying for this. And she was a great woman of God. And I just remember her saying, Nick, God has got this. You, you're putting, you're giving yourself too much credit. Like you just go up there and he'll tell you what to say. He'll make sure, you know, it, it, trust me, it'll be fine. Uh, and she said, and she told me, she said, like, anytime you get an opportunity to, to do this now, don't ever let your fear stop you from doing it. Go and just, just do it. Um, and so I did, and it went great. At least not, you know, I thought, I thought it did. But, um, and I, so I made a commitment that night 
uh, based on kind of my conversation with her that anytime anybody ever asked me to share my faith or to talk about um, my, my, uh, my faith in God, I would always say yes. I was never going to say no. So anytime like a FCA group, a small, you know, or like, you know, Ryan, yes. and I tech yeah, group, right. uh, <laughs> the catch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I made that decision that no matter what I'll find, even if I'm busy, what I'll find time, I'll never say no, because I feel like, you know, God puts these opportunities in our life for a reason. And I, you know, if obviously God, you know, connected us for a reason and I'm not going to be the one to say, nah, sorry, guys, too busy. Can't do that. Um, so I'm going to take advantage of every opportunity I have to do this. And, um, so that's why I'm, why I'm here today talking with you all. And, um, so, and so that's really helped me, uh, here in my, as my time as the athletic director, cause you know, as again, as, as I've kind of moved up in my career, you get more opportunities where people ask you to speak. Uh, and when people know about my faith and they want me to come and talk to FCA groups or, or that type of thing. Um, and I love doing it. I've gotten to the point now where I look forward to it. I'll even kind of put in a word like, Hey, I'd love to come speak sometime. If you yeah. have me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so, uh, so anyway, so that's kind of been, uh, how it's worked for me now working in a high school with, with young people all the time. And, you know, I work in a public high school, so it makes it a little bit more, more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, right. There are still plenty of opportunities for ministry. And I mentioned in the beginning of this with my job that, you know, I'm passionate about sports. I'm passionate about young people. And then I would say my third passion is my faith. And so I really do get an opportunity to join all three of those together when I get mm -hmm. opportunities to, to share my faith. And so um, those opportunities come a lot more now. And I love it. I look forward to every chance that I get. Well, we really appreciate you yeah, being willing to share your story, no matter who's asking. And you don't know us personally, but you were willing to jump on the catch. And before we go, the last question that we do like to ask is, is there anything you would say to your younger self or anything you would like to say to our listeners? Just a word of encouragement. Man, that's a great, great question. Oh. That one thing, oh my goodness, I, there's, yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could get a hold of my younger self and just shake mm -hmm. it. Um, mm -hmm. But um, no, I think, it, yeah, man, that's a great question. I want to I wanna give you a great answer for that. Um, oh, you're good. Yeah, you're good. I, I think I would, uh, I, I would tell my younger self just to, um, just to be more open. I, I think the, the smarter I get, the, the, the less I, I realize that I actually do know. And when I was younger, I thought I knew everything. I said, you know, like, again, Ed, no, I'm good, Ed. I know it all. You know, you know I don't need to, um, I don't need your help. So I, I think I, I did, I was kind of a know-it-all. And I wish I would have just been more open to uh, people older than me with much more wisdom than me. Um, like my dad, dad, if you're watching this, I should have listened <laughs> to you a lot more. And I know we talk about that, but I really do. I wish I would have been, um, I, I wish I wouldn't have thought I had it, the world all figured out when I was 18 years old. And that's good. Yeah. 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 I think we all need to hear that. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. That wisdom is key, though. It, it is. is yeah. 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 Save you a lot of pain and headache. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. For sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, I, and and so here I am now, my, my son and daughter, they're twins, but they're, they're eight years old. And, and I tell them all the time. And I know these are the same things that my mom and dad were telling me. And I didn't man. listen to them and they don't listen to me. But <clears throat> I tell them all the time, guys, you'll save yourself a lot of heartache. If you're just listening to mommy and daddy right now, it may not yeah. seem like it, but we know what we're talking about. You know, trust mm -hmm. us on this. And, and I know they won't, and that's okay. They'll learn, they'll learn some lessons the hard way. But, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, we always heard that, like, growing up. It's like, man, if only I knew what I know now. Yeah. You know, you always hear that from older people. Yeah. It's like you're getting into that age where you're like, oh, I see what they're talking about. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs>
But we do appreciate you. And we want to let our listeners know that if you're interested in starting a relationship with Jesus, or you want to know what the next steps are, we are going to leave some links in the description below just to help you out. Um, There's some videos to watch and some resources for you there. So we do thank you again, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Nick. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you for jumping on the show. Yeah, thank you all so much for having me. And, and y'all shouted out Trey, and I'll do the same. He's a great guy, and I'm really glad that he connected us to do this. And I think what y'all are doing is awesome. Uh, I appreciate you all very much for that. And uh, man, let's stay in touch. I would love to. I'd love to meet you guys sometime in person. Oh yeah, yeah definitely, yes. definitely. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Peace.